I wondered as we did that, not everyone in this room was born in the United States of America. If you were born somewhere else, raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five. Come on. Thank you very much. Uh, not everybody was born in the South. You, you did North, South, East, and West. Uh, above the Mason-Dixon line. Who was born above the Mason-Dixon line? There's, well, there's three. Some of you put your hands up. Bob, you're trying to put Betty's hand down. <laughs> I've lived up there. It's wonderful people. Uh, East Coast? Anybody born on the East Coast? Yeah. All over. We are fortunate to be here today to celebrate together the freedom that we have as Christians. So this Tuesday, it's hard to believe it's July, isn't it? How that happened. Tuesday, our nation celebrates. Ben, I'm going to do this one. I'll just do the poll. Tuesday, our nation celebrates our 241st birthday. July the 4th, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was adopted. I ought to read to you a bit. Maybe it's been a while since you've read parts of the Declaration of Independence. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bonds which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that all are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In a nutshell, goodbye Great Britain, hello the United States of America. Out with the old and in with the new is what this was about. We are truly blessed to live where we live. Let me ask you this question. How free are we? How free are we? Well, are we free to not pay taxes? If you figure that out, please see me after church. If you figure that one out, I'd like to talk. Are we free to drive 100 miles an hour on 285? Some do. I mean, some do. Well, it's been two days since I've seen that. But are we free to are we free to print our own money? <clears throat> We're free to do anything we want? Not, not really. When you think of it, we do have limitations, even though we are free. Today we're going to talk about true freedom. The freedom given us by God himself. Before we go further, let's pray for <laughs> Lord, thank you for the freedoms given us again by our country. We are free to be in your house. We are free to pursue life and liberty and happiness. This world is free to make a choice to believe in Christ or not. Thank you that I'm in a room of believers. It's my prayer that all of us are fathers of Christ. 
So, Father, bless us as we look at your word and what you say about true freedom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We begin in John chapter 8. Just about six verses that say a lot about freedom. Beginning in verse 31 of John 8, we see, Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, I think our screens have gone out. Sorry about that. We'll get there. There we go. That Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We're descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you'll be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you'll be free indeed. In John 8, just in those verses, this is a discussion about freedom. Here Jesus is talking to the people that wanted freedom, but they were confused as to how to obtain it. And so Jesus points them in the right direction. You see what he says in the second half of verse 31 and verse 32. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciple. And you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. That's the formula for real freedom. If we continue to follow the words of Jesus, we'll learn the truth and the truth will make us free. The happiest people that I know on this planet are the people that know God's word the best by heart and have applied it to their lives. They can make it through anything. I received an email this week that had a sentence in it that I will never forget. And the sentence said, keeping my eyes on heaven keeps the tears away. Isn't that beautiful? Keeping my eyes on heaven keeps the tears away. I loved it and that is the truth. And if you know the truth, You'll be free to deal with any and everything. But the audience that Jesus was talking to, the, the Jewish group that was there at this day, well, they were confused. They thought they were free. Look what they say in verse 33 to Jesus. They answered him, We're descendants of Abraham and have never been made slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Well, that's an interesting answer. We're descendants of Abraham. We are special, they thought. We've never been slaves to anyone. Well, they're forgetting a lot of history. They've been slaves to a lot of country over decade after decade after decade. They had forgotten about that. This is something, or somewhat like me saying to Jesus when he wants a commitment from me, well, I don't really need to do anything. My grandfather was a pastor. And he was. So, I should surely get a pass into heaven, shouldn't I? No. Well, my dad was, so that would surely, I mean, I don't have to do anything, right? No. That doesn't matter. It matters that you, as an individual, make a connection to Christ. Back to the conversation, they were curious. They, what do you mean by saying you'll be made free, they asked. Now Jesus gets to the heart of the matter in verses 34 and 35. 
Jesus answered them. Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. The kind of slavery that Jesus is talking about here was not physical slavery. but slavery to sin. And Jesus' listeners here thought of themselves as free. In reality, they were slaves still to sin. Jesus lets them know that as the Son of God, He can set them free. And I love what He says in verse 36. This is one you ought to memorize and circle and know. John 8, 36. If the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So what's that mean to us today? You will be free indeed. What are we going to be free from? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Let me tell you. As Christians, you are free from the penalty of sin. If you're in Christ, you've been declared not guilty. Do you like hearing those words? Not guilty. You should. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I was taught that verse here as a young person because it's so important. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. With Christ, that is old is put away. Romans 8, 1. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. No condemnation, you're not guilty. If you're in Christ. And I love Psalms 103, 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions. If you're not convinced yet, go home and read the sixth chapter of Romans. It'll help you understand that you are free from the penalty of sin. As a Christian, now this one people might argue about. You are free, if you want to be, you can be free from worry. Free from worry. I know there's no worriers in this room. But I've met some in my lifetime. My mother-in-law on her refrigerator for years, and I don't know what they'll do it with a cartoon. You know those little plastic pools you buy at Walmart for three dollars that are about that deep? You fill them up with the garden hose. There's two children in it with life jackets on, with the person standing on the edge going, now don't go out too far. <laughs> she kind of lived that way for a while. But it's been really interesting watching her in the last year since the death of her husband and now moving into assisted living. There's a peace that is hitting her that I've not seen before. There's something happening in her life that is making her exempt from those worries that she had for a long time. And it's been fun to watch. But Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells those of us, if you've got a friend that worries, Show them these verses. Look at this. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
you don't have to worry. Be thankful. Pray. God promises he'll put a guard at your heart and on your mind and give you peace that passes understanding. I'm so glad Edith is here. Anybody surprised? Helen, you know Edith. Helen, there you are. You surprised that Edith is here? Who else knows Edith a long time? Charlie Hartsfield. Are you surprised that Edith is here? Not a bit. Morris Moore, are you surprised that Edith is here? I'm not Edith. And why am I not surprised? Because Edith knows God. And Edith is free. And you're gonna, I'm going to get in trouble with Edith for using her as a sermon example. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for doing this, but I'm sorry I can't help it. It is so obvious. Edith is proof of peace that passes understanding. Being here today. And that's an encouragement to all of us in this room to see that. Edith, thank you for living your faith in front of all of us. So free from worry. Here's another have you quit watching the news because it just it's just too much? Anybody just quit watching it? You just turn the TV off and you don't want to hear anything, you don't want to see anything. There are stories from the things that are going to get us. Uh, meteors are supposed to hit the earth any day now. They're saying, you know, they, these near misses. In our lifetime, it's been killer bees, and it's been the swine flu, and it has been polio, and it's been tuberculosis, and it's been the Russians were going to get us. It was going to be, I don't know, you've heard so many things in your lifetime. And if you watch the news and believe everything you say, you'd be a nervous wreck. As a Christian, we can be free from fear. Fear of things going on in this world. Things free from fear going on in our neighborhoods around us. Hebrews 13, 6 says this about fear. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Romans 8, 15 puts it this way. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption when we cry, Abba, Father. That God is that close as a father to us. And our Father will certainly take care of us no matter what. In Matthew 10, 29-31, it's put into a perspective that we can all understand. The question is asked by Jesus, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. Even the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Jesus is saying he's watching the whole world and he's going to watch you. And when you know that, well, you can continue and go on no matter what is behind you. In John 14, verse 27 Jesus talks about that peace that we've already talked about today. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Over the years, I've seen people that were handcuffed or chained to habits. I've seen people, after they come to Christ, that once upon had a, a time had a foul mouth. I've seen people stop cursing when Christ came into their lives. I've seen people that were chained to alcohol or drugs, and when they got right with God, that chain was broken, and they were free from that. I've seen people addicted to pornography, and when they got right with God, that addiction was broken, and they were set free. Addicted to bad relationships, you can fill in the blank. You have family members. You have friends. You've had problems. You've seen these things. And God has set them free. But maybe the greatest example that is fresh on my mind this week. As a Christian, you are free from death. You are free from dying. Now you might ask, wait a minute, I've been to too many funerals this week. I've seen that happen. What do you mean by that? I use these words Friday from John 11 because I need them so much when I see what I see and go through what I go through. But in John 11, Jesus is having a conversation with Martha after her brother Lazarus had died. And in their private conversation, not far from the tomb where Lazarus had been put, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, according to your eye, they will live. And then Jesus says this about us. He says, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Never. Do you believe this? Martha did. I use that Friday for my friend Stuart. And today we miss him. But we also know the truth. The truth is Stuart is free. He didn't really die. He graduated to a much better place. And I've got to always remember that. And if you've had a loved one, and we all have, that this has happened to you have to hold on to the truth that even though they die, they live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will really never die. Their last breath on earth was their first breath in heaven. And they are free. It's important to know the truth. Life can be difficult. How people make it without God, I have no idea whatsoever. But we can even celebrate through the darkest of times. Johnny 36. So if the sun makes you free, you will be free indeed. Don't be a captive any longer. Know the truth because it will set you free. Let's pray together.